following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. share with you actually uh papa dan and i talked about this uh i don't know six weeks ago or something and i told him the lord had kind of put something on me and then a few weeks ago pastor ken asked me to share and i really felt like the lord wants me to share this uh with you today and uh <laughs> papa dan says well, where are you starting at i said revelations he said uh-oh so so uh so if you got your bibles uh in or, or phones or whatever you need to do uh go ahead and uh turn to revelations 19 11 Okay. <clears throat> this is kind of a uh, this is a word that's really been sitting on me. I, I know I, I use that word, but I, I got that word from Dr. Patio, and I've, I told my wife last night when I got in, I said I'm, I'm going to try not to mention Dr. Patio's name as much sometimes, but I can't help it because she's sewed into me so 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 much, and a lot of us here. So y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Right. So the Lord's been sitting on me with this. So here, here's what I'm going I'm to set this up for you. In Revelations 19, 11, uh, actually they talk about the, uh, it starts out in 19, it talks about the, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Okay? And then it goes to Revelations uh, 19, 11. That's where we're going to start. And then after that, I'm not going to read uh, after 16, and uh, it talks about a war. It talks about a war. Okay, so I'm kind of setting this up for you. So I'm going to read this to you because this is really, uh, it just blows my mind how, how, how the Lord, he's such in the details. Revelations 19, 11. <clears throat> this is what it says. Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on the horse was called faithful and true. And in his righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like the flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a, a, iron, a rod of iron. He himself treads in the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath, the almighty God. And he has on his robe, when he's coming back, and on his thigh a name is written, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Now, right after that, he's going into battle. So I don't want us to miss this, okay? If Jesus, is, when he comes back, there's three things mentioned in this passage. And the three things that are mentioned is his word, his name, and the blood. Now, if Jesus had those things coming back when heaven opens, sitting on the white horse, those are tools for warfare. He's about to go into battle. And see, here's the thing. Those are not just his tools. Those tools have been given to us. Those three tools are tools for warfare. Because if you don't realize this, you were born in a war. Okay? Here. Now, here's the thing we've got to get a hold of, and... Because I, I'm going to kind of got to move a little faster because there's so much here. But I also want you to get a hold of something. 
the Word of God, I'm going to talk about it first, okay? I'm going to talk about the Word and the name, but I'm going to uh, go and I'm going to stay in the blood. Is that okay? Okay. Here's the thing. The Word of God, it says that uh, in, in, the, in the Word, it says in, in uh, John 1, let's just go to it, if you got your Bibles, John 1. I, can I just say this before I get... Oh, I love this Word. I mean, I love this Word. Yeah, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But this is what it says. John 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the, and the Word was God. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. Don't miss this. And the life was in the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. What he's saying here is the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And he was light. The word is light and it is life. See, I didn't know that for a long, long time. I grew up and I I, I was scared to death to open this. Because it's got rules and commandments. But guess what? Nobody ever told me it had life in it. Nobody ever told me it was light. See, the Word of God says that it, it, it's sharper than, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, sword, but it's sharper than any double-edged sword. And it cuts soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and it actually shows you your condition. That's what it shows you. But here's the thing about the Word. It doesn't just show you your condition. It will help you with your condition. Listen, it will help you with your condition, whatever it is. Does anybody have a condition besides me? I have daily conditions, okay? <laughs> so I have to get in this daily, okay? See, I never read this. I never read this book. Here's what happened to me. I, I, I had an addiction. I had more, I mean, I was struggling with a lot of things, but I had one major addiction, okay? And I found myself at recovery years ago, and, and we had a thing called step study. And by the way, I love step study. I'm a step guy, okay? And here's the reason. Because, see, the steps were backed up by the Word. I had never opened this up. But all of a sudden, I had to work the steps. Actually, I was working the Word. See, the Word works if you work it. I said, the Word works if you work it. Yeah, I don't, I, you, may, you may be going through the steps right now. Stay in it. I still work the steps. Why? Because I need to. I said, I need to. Okay? You know, the first step's Jesus, Right? But listen to me, just keep working it. Keep working the word, okay? Okay, I, I, I'm, I could go on this forever. So then we, we talk about his name is next. That's what he talks about, his name. My Bible says, and uh, I'll just read it to you. Um, Philippians 2 through 8. Philippians 2 through 8. I wasn't going to do this, and on the way over here, I just felt like I really needed to read this. It's Philippians <coughs> Two through eight, it says, and, the be- and being found in appearance as a man, what we talked about, he humbled himself and came down, obedience to the point of death, even to the death of the cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him, has given him a name that is above every name. My God. That at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow, and those in heaven, and those on earth, and those under the earth. God, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God and the Father. Now listen to me. I didn't realize anything about the name. I didn't. I really didn't. 
I, I, I knew I was saved by his name. I was delivered by his name. And I, I still didn't get a revelation of it. And the reason I didn't get a revelation of it is, so here's the deal. For a long time, I was just courting Jesus. For a little time, I was just dating Jesus, right? It's no different when I was dating my beautiful redhead right there. Right there. Kim's got pink hair. Lori's got red hair. Okay. See, I, I, was, I was just dating her. My name didn't mean anything. My God. But when she became my bride, she got my name. I said, I said she got my name. Somewhere in the Bible it says that we're what? The bride of Christ. He's the bridegroom coming back for his bride with his name. Listen, don't miss that. Don't miss that. He gave you his name, the name above all names. And so we get to use that name. Do we not? Listen, it blew my mind when I started opening the book of Acts. And, you know, the book of Acts is called Acts because of the Acts. I didn't know that forever. Was that? Come on, be honest. Show of hands. Thank y'all for being honest. Thank you. So here's the deal. So I'm reading this one day, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, especially Acts 3. What happened? what happened in Acts 3? What, Peter and John, they're going to the temple, and they get to the gate beautiful? What happened? There's a guy that's, that's wanting alms, and he's needing money, and, he, and he's been crippled since birth, and he's laying at the gate. All of a sudden, Peter and John see him. He sees them, and they walk over to him. And, and, and you know, Jesus has, you know, just went to heaven and died on the cross, and they've been filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, when they lock eyes on him, and he's, he's got his hand out, they said, hold on. Silver and gold I do not have. But in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And it said the man got up, and he walked in the temple with them. Why? In the name of Jesus. The name above all names. My God, we worship a king. His name is Jesus. And I thought, well, God, that's amazing. And all of a sudden in Acts 4, what happens? The next chapter, read it. They get in trouble. They get in trouble. They get arrested. And they, and, and they said, what are we arrested for? Well, hold on. So they started studying it, right? And they said, whatever you do, they let them go. So you can do anything you want to teach, whatever you want to teach, but don't teach in the name of Jesus. That'll tell you something. That's right off the get-go. That's right there in Acts. Let's fast forward to today. What happens? Turn the TV on. They want, you won't be hearing Jesus. Right? I'm just being honest with you now. Just, just, I, I'm, I'm not being ugly. I'm just being honest with you. See, it's the name of all names. And, and he needs to be worshipped and glorified. Man. It's one thing he gave me his word. The next thing, he gave me his name. God. Hmm. Okay, got to move. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. Okay. Okay, Lord. Okay, listen. <laughs> I got to move to the blood. I can stay here forever in the, in the name and the word. I, 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 just, I, just, I just sometimes get overwhelmed in his love for us. He didn't just throw us out here and say, worship me. My Bible says the king came down. The king came down. And he took your place and my place. So he got a relationship with us. That's just, it blows my mind, guys. 
So when we, when, my whole prayer this whole week is that we'd get a revelation of what he's done for us and the revelation of the, of, of the love that he, that he has for us. So when I, was, when I was looking at this, I said, Lord, I said, uh, I said I need to get, we need to get to the foundation. And the Lord said, okay, <clears throat> Revelations 13, it says, the lamb, not a lamb, the lamb was slain before the foundations of the world. And here, here's what I'm going to say to you today, and I mean this, and I really, really mean this. What I'm fixing to show you today is about the blood of Jesus and the blood of the Lamb. If you get a revelation of this, you'll get a greater revelation of his name. You, you get a revelation of the blood of Jesus, this right here will come alive to you. Okay? I said it'll come alive to you. There's a scripture, and, and it's, 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 a, it's amazing. I just saw it the other day. It's, it's uh, Hebrews uh, 9.19. It says Moses, when he'd get before the people, Moses, they said what Moses would do, they said Moses, Moses would, would take the book or the scroll, and they said that he would sprinkle blood on the book and the people. I believe this with all my heart. This has life in it, okay? And the blood has life. When, when you sprinkle the blood on this after today with revelation of how you're loved, your whole world will change, okay? I just got to get that out. I just, okay? Is everybody good? All right, here we go. Okay, let's go. If you got your Bibles, go to Genesis 3. Genesis 3. <clears throat> Genesis 3 is 321 is where we're going to start, okay? And the reason we're going to start here, I know Pastor Kent mentioned this last week, and I'll be honest with you, I was sitting right over there last week, and Pastor Kent went to this scripture last week, and I almost started to run. I get a little excited sometimes because, because when he started mentioning a lot of this stuff, I'd already had it wrote down for today, and I'm like, oh, boy, here we go, right? Because I really believe what God's doing right now with, with, with us here at Word Alive is that... Uh, I think he's, he's wanting us to see ourselves as he sees us. Okay? I just want to say that. Uh, and, and there's people coming. And, and we've got to know who we are. Amen? Okay. So here, here we go. Genesis 3, 321. It says, Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Now, when you read that, you'll pass right over that, right? But you've got to realize right before that, Adam and Eve had blown it in the garden. And y- y'all remember last week when Pastor Kent was preaching about this? They had blown it in the garden, and they had sowed fig leaves around themselves, right? See, when you see the word fig leaf there, that actually represents shame. It's a covering. They were hiding in the garden. I know I've lived it. I could hide in church better than anybody. I could put my suit on my tie, and I could blend in. Right? Come on. Right? And see, and see, it's the first time the Lord ever asked a question. He said, where are you? I believe he's still answering that, asking that same question today. Where are you? See, he showed up when they, when they messed up. He was looking for them. But what happened, they had that covering around that, those fig leaves of shame. So what did he do? The Lord God. Relationship God. Can I just say this to you? You know, Satan has never referred to God as Lord God. Because, see, he's master God. He's Lord God, relationship God. He only knows him as creator. 
It says the Lord God came. And he said he killed an animal to cover them. But here's the deal. They were already covered with fig leaves. They said it was sewn together. It wasn't about the covering as so much as it was about the shedding of blood. See, the Lord was teaching them what he wanted right there in that little scripture. Can't miss it. I'm going to go shed blood so we can have fellowship. I'm going to shed blood right there. Don't miss that. And listen, the shed blood, the shed blood right there at that point took away their fig leaves also. <sighs> Said another way, that shed blood right then took away their shame. Mm, my God, don't miss that. So he was showing Adam and Eve, this is what, this is what I want to do. This is, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it for you to show you. For relationship. Now check this out. <clears throat> Genesis 4. It's right after, right after this happens. Genesis 4. It says, Adam and Eve, his wife, it says, Adam knew Eve, and she conceived a son named Cain. And then she bore another child named Abel. It says that Cain was a tiller of the soil. And it says that Abel was a shepherd. Okay? And when we read over this and we just gloss over it, I've, I've done this all my life, but the Lord had me stay here and look at this for a while. Here's what we've got to get a hold of. This was right after he had did this for Adam and Eve for a relationship. And then th there's two sons. They have two sons. And so they bring sacrifices to the Lord, it says. It says that Abel brought a sacrifice. He was a shepherd of the first of his flock. There's something about first. Touch your neighbor, there's something about first. So, so, so then it says that Cain was a tiller of the soil, and Cain brought fruits and vegetables. Okay? Or vegetables. And the Lord said, Cain, your sacrifice is sufficient. But Cain, yours is not acceptable. And I've read it, I thought, that's kind of hard. He's bringing you something. But here's what happened. He was, bringing him, he was bringing the Lord something out of his own works. That's the, first, that's the first form of religion that we see. It's out of your own works. I'm good enough, Lord. I paid my tithe, Lord. I've served the poor, Lord. That's great. It's out of your own works. First form of religion you'll find. But Abel gave him... Gave him something that was a sacrifice. It was his first and had blood in it. He had been taught right, so had Cain. But he had chose to give him something out of his own works. This is where we get the term, listen, you can't get blood out of a turnip. <laughs> Cain was trying to get blood out of a turnip. It don't work. Come on now. That's what he's doing. He was trying to get blood out of a turnip. And he got mad. He said, you know what? That makes me mad. So the next thing you know, he kills his brother. He kills Abel. And the Lord said, what have you done? Where's your brother? He said, am I my brother's keeper? Right? And the Lord said this. He said, I heard Abel's blood crying from the ground. Let me just stay here just a second. Do you realize that spirit that Cain had on him? See, that's that brother killing spirit. 
I said, that's that brother-killing spirit. It's alive today. That, that, that's that religious spirit that it, it, it's, look at what I've done. Look what I do. What have you done? You gave him something that has the blood. But look what I've done. I've worked and tilled the soil. I've gave you something out of my works. Jealousy. It's a mean spirit. It's a blood. It's a brother killing spirit. That's, that, that's self-righteousness is what that is. Is everybody tracking with me? Okay. So here's what happened. It's just beautiful. So, so, so I'm going to stop here because we're going somewhere. Touch your name and say, we're fixing to go. Okay. But before I go, I, w- I want you to write this down. I want you to circle it because I can't go there because I'll run. I may run today. Okay. Here's the deal. It says that Abel's blood cried out from the ground. The blood has a voice. <laughs> the blood has a voice. So we're going to get there, okay? All right. So let's fast forward. Let's fast forward. I'm using the Bible too, by the way. Maybe we'll go up here. Um, Exodus 12, 13. Is everybody okay? God, I love this. Exodus 12, 13. I can find it. Had to ask my wife today how to spell Exodus on the way over here. And she spelled it just like that. She's smart. She really is. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Exodus 12, 13. Just put your little mark right there. Here's what happens in Exodus. I won't get into all this, but I'm just, I got to, I got to, share this with you. What happened was, y'all know the story, right, of uh, uh, Moses and, and, and the, the children uh, uh, that uh, <coughs> were held in captivity, the children of Egypt, I mean, the, the children of Israel held in Egypt in captivity, right? And so the Lord, the, the Lord uh, heard their cries, it said, and he called a man named Moses to help them get free, okay? And, and so the Lord sent plagues to help them get free. I'm kind of laying the story out for you, okay? But when I was reading this, it blew my mind. When I was reading it, it says they were in captivity, I think, for, what, 430 years. Right, Papa Dan, is that close? Pretty close. Okay. So they were in captivity for 430 years. Here, here's what blew my mind. The Lord allowed them to be in captivity. The reason is that see, he was trying to build a nation. He was trying to build a nation so he had to keep them in one place so they could be fruitful and multiply. Right? And when I was reading this, it struck me. Listen to me. I've lived this. Most of the time in my life, I get frustrated because I feel like I'm in captivity. But see, the Lord will allow me to stay in captivity because if you stay in captivity and it's the Lord's doing, you'll grow. That's where you do your growings in captivity. There's people here today, I know this, I've lived here, okay? For 15 years, I felt like I was in captivity. I knew God had a call on my life. I knew God wanted to do something. Is anybody with me? Come on. So what happened was you get frustrated. There's difference in bondage and captivity, right? Y'all know that, right? But I, I was in captivity. I couldn't go anywhere. But that's where you grow. That's where you you start to be fruitful and multiply. That's where you start growing right in the middle of your captivity. God. 
Man, I read that. It got me excited. And I got emotional. The whole time he was protecting me from me. (laughs) And maybe some other Christians. I don't know. Come on. I'm not the only one. I sit right back there for a long time. Then I started sitting right over here for a long time. I thought, well, maybe if I move, I feel like I'm out of captivity. I'm still in captivity. Okay. And guess what? Can I just share something with you? I feel that way a lot of times now. But now I look at it different. I go, you know what, Lord? You're doing something. You're doing something. I got to trust you. Can't trust myself. Right, Miss Winnie? Okay. So, okay. So, here's what happened. This is beautiful. So, he said, I'm going to send a plague. And he said, when I send this plague, it's, it's going to come on the firstborn. It's what the Lord, it's what the Lord told Moses. To tell you people, here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to, I want you to kill an animal. I want you to get a, a lamb for a household. A lamb. Everybody say lamb. lamb. And I want you to, to, to tell your people to put it on the doorpost. Okay? Now check this out. This is beautiful. Now <clears throat> the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on to destroy you when, <clears throat> when I strike the land of Egypt. Don't miss this. Now the blood shall be a sign for who? Hold on. All my life I've read this and I've watched the Ten Commandments. Right? Charleston Heston. Y'all younger people, you can Google it. Okay? Here's here's what happened. When I read this, I've I've read this a thousand times, but all of a sudden my eyes open one day. It says, the blood will be a sign for you. It'll be a sign for you. The blood will be a sign for you. The blood will be a sign for you. I thought, my God, why is it a sign for me? That's why he designed it. Why? There's life in the blood. Leviticus 17, 11 says there's life in the blood. The only thing that will overcome death is life. It's in the blood. And you say, well, why is there just life in the blood? Here's, here's the reason. Because see, Adam and Eve, right, when, when the Lord created Adam, Adam was made from the ground, but he already had blood in him. He had to breathe life into him. Blood is a container or a carrier of life. So when he breathed the life of God in him, that blood was a container that carried us through his body. Just think about this. You lose your, you lose your blood, you lose your life. So there's life in the blood. And everybody has their own DNA. You're an original. Why would you want to be a copy when you're made an original? Come on, somebody. Listen to me. There's life in the blood. And there's protection in the blood, it says right there too. Right? Right? So when I read this, it's a sign for me. Why? Not to have confidence in me, but have it in the blood. Okay? All right. Okay. Okay. Go to uh, Exodus 12, 22. My Bible, next page. <laughs> We're going somewhere, I promise. 
And this is what it says. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel of the two doorposts and, and the <coughs> two doorposts with the blood that's in the basin, and none of you shall go outside the door of the house until morning. Now, I, I won't get into a whole, whole lot of this, but I want to make a point here. He tells them what to do and how to do it. He says, take hyssop. Hyssop is a, is a, is, is a, is a uh, limb. It's, it's a bushy, looks like a brush on the end, kind of. It's a bushy brush. <laughs> right? I don't know. Okay? All right, you can see pictures of it. And all. But see, here's the deal. They dipped it in the basin that had the blood in it. When you read this, when you read the word hyssop, it represents faith. Don't miss this. Listen, what, what happens if, you, if, you, if you'll take your hyssop, if you'll take your hyssop and put it in the blood, if you'll take your faith and put it in the blood, that's what you apply the blood with is your hyssop, is your faith. God, listen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to preach this, but I, I get fired up about this. See, listen to me. If we'll, if we, you, my God, you can't, don't lose your hyssop. Don't lose your hyssop. God, don't lose your hyssop. Don't lose your faith. What, that's what you apply the blood with, is your hyssop. And I'm reading that, man, I got excited about it. And it's all through the Bible. You can read the word hyssop and blood, hyssop and blood. Right, Papa Dan? I say yes. I say right, Papa Dan? You know, because I, I run everything by Papa Dan. Right? I mean, I do, just about. I, well, I do get in trouble sometimes. By the way, I told my wife, my wife told me, I'm going to tell this. She said, I said, I'm going to sing. She said, don't you ever sing. So then, and then, so then last night I said, you know what, I'm not going to sing. I said, but I got a few jokes now. She said, oh, my God, where'd you get jokes from? I said, I've been hanging out with Papa Dan. <laughs> you know what she said? She said, Lord, how mercy. <laughs> True story. Right, right. So listen, don't lose your hyssop. That's what you apply the blood with. Okay. And I, was, <clears throat> I had some other things I was going to share that's from Leviticus and Exodus and Everything, the Lord kind of had to, what did I call it yesterday? Whittle it down, Papa Dan. <laughs> Whittle it down. There's so much in here about the blood of Jesus. And from, from Genesis to Revelations, there's, there's, there's blood in here. And, you know, I, I don't take it lightly because I know that, that it, was, it was a foreshadowing of what's to come. I've been reading now the Old Testament. I've been reading, I've been reading now the Old Testament, Okay. Now we're fixing to fast forward to the New Testament. See, the Old Testament is Jesus concealed. The New Testament is Jesus revealed. Right? So this is, I love this. I love to teach on this. But, but, but can, can we do something right now that is kind of for us, I mean like, you know, relate to us right now, we might could get? Is that good? Okay. Pastor Ryan, I, I need you up here, please. By the way, this is Pastor Ryan, his wife Jenna. They, they're from Grand, Alabama. They're, they're youth past, they were youth pastors in the Baptist church, and they ended up getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. And now they're at a, another church. Stand right here in front of me. Yeah. Stand right in the middle. Hey, it's good. It's good. I'm going to show you something, guys. I want us to get a revelation. My God. I love Ryan. I've been knowing Ryan for a long time. Ryan's my buddy. 
He's my buddy. <laughs> All right, just, just go with me, okay? Now put your arms out. Now here, like this. Okay. Spread them out like an eagle. There you go. There you go. Okay. This right here was me. And I started, uh, <clears throat> hope you can see this. Uh, a few years ago, a while ago, I was in recovery, coming out of addiction, still struggling with different things in my life and condemnation, shame. I was running one day and the Lord showed me this sheet, just like this. I saw this sheet with my head in it instead of Ryan's. And it, it, I mean, it wrecked me. I quit running. I started walking. And uh, I want you to see this. Can, can everybody see? Can everybody see this? Good. It's good. Th th these are my sins. Okay? Listen, these are not all my sins. It'd take more than one sheet. I promise you. I promise you. I'm telling you. You know, we got, you know, look at it. Adultery, fear, murder, alcoholism, rage, rage, anger, adultery, murder. You may say, Scott, why do you got murder up there? See, Jesus says something like this. If you got hate in your heart, you murdered your brother. Listen, G G Jesus says something else like this too. He says, if you've looked at a woman with lust, you've cr cr committed adultery. That's what Jesus said. Come on now. I love to show this when I, go to, when I used to go to religious places. Right? 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 Can anybody, can anybody, can you relate to anything on this? Now, I know, hold on. Gossip's on here. Come on now. Come on. Divorce is on there. I've been divorced. I've had that big scarlet D. Right? I'm not taking sin lightly. I'm just trying to show you my sins. Okay? Uh, I've done a little everything. Pride. The Word of God says, the Word of God says if you think you're without sin, you've deceived yourself. Okay? That's what it says. Can you just take a minute? Just one a minute, not long. Can you just look at, can you look at something? I don't even have unforgiveness up there. There's a lot of things I don't have up there because I just want us to see something that you can relate with. I don't know. Lies. I've, I've done everything. Like I said, it's not all of them. Maybe yours is not on this, but you see yourself like that. You let your arms down. That's the way I saw myself every day of my life. Even though I was saved, I was in condemnation. And the reason I was, saw myself like this, and, and the reason I, I was dealing with all this sin is that I was fearful. I was so fearful. Okay? So I want to show you that. Because I'm fixing to show you the gospel. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I said, I'm going to show you the good news. I'm going to show you the gospel. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm fixing to show you something. 
It'll change your life. It'll change the way you see yourself. It'll, it'll, change, it'll, it'll change the way you act. My God. Whew. Hang on. I've got to make sure I get it right. <laughs> Keep your arms just like that. I'll tell you when to put them out about what you do. Hold up. Stay right there. When I... Come on. Come on. Jesus. When I, when I start running that day, all of a sudden I saw another sheet over my head. And the Lord said, now what do you see? Now what do you see? I said, oh my God. And all of a sudden I heard the Lord say, John 1, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Listen, how do you see yourself now? How do you see yourself now? My God. It's sobering, isn't it? It's life-changing. If you start seeing yourself like this, there is no shame. There is no condemnation. Nothing but the blood. Listen to me. Can you see yourself now? Now tell me what you see. You know what I see? Perfect love. (laughs) I see perfect love. See, Perfect love cast out fear. His love produced the blood. So we can have a relationship with him and with each other. This right here is for us, but it's for people we have relationships to, with too. Can you see yourself? Can you see yourself now? You say, God. It's amazing. It is amazing. I can't hardly talk about that. I'm just bawling. I'm trying my best not to. So you say, well, okay, I'm cleansed. Right? Right? He gave you his word. He gave you his name. Then he gave it all. I said he gave it all. See, listen to me, people. This will change you, worship. I never, I, never, I never lifted my hands up until I got a revelation of this. I never did. It'll, it'll, change, you. it'll, it'll, it'll change you from going from praise to worship. Just like that. Just like that. If you want the presence of God to come quick in your life, I, tell you, I can tell you what to do. All I do is say, I thank you for the blood. I thank you for the blood. And just like that, Bam! Holy Spirit comes. I could go on and on about this, and, but I want to share some things with you, and, and I'm going to put it up on screen. Stay right there, Ryan. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You know, when I read that, can I just say this to you? It blew me away when I read this. John the Baptist saw this, whatever happened. He saw him as Lamb. Never saw it before. He didn't even talk to him. He just saw him from a distance and said, that's the lamb. That's the lamb God's shown me this coming. 
And I, it just blows me away because you know why? Because, see, there's, there's redemption in the blood. My Bible says in uh, Ephesians 1, 7 says there's redemption in the blood. So you've been redeemed. How important is that? Do you know how valuable something is? It's what you pay for it. He gave it all for you. Ephesians 1, 7 says there's forgiveness in the blood. There's forgiveness in the blood. Uh, 1 John 1, 7 says the blood cleanses. And he's talking to believers there. Look it up. It says the blood cleanses us from all sin. The blood cleanses us. Hebrews 13, 12 says what? This is, this is you got to get a hold of this one. It says the blood sanctifies you. That's what it says. It sanctifies you. The blood sanctifies you. The word, the word sanctified means to be set apart, to be made holy. Now listen, to be set apart. You're a set apart people. I said you're a set apart people. He set you apart by his blood. I gotta stay on this just a minute. This if you'll get a hold of this, you're already sanctified. And quit trying to sanctify yourself. Now I know there's a process of sanctification, but that process of sanctification is actually maturing in the Lord. And we're and, and that's daily. We're being I said, that's daily we're being sanctified. But don't you ever miss one thing. You're sanctified by the blood of Jesus. You, listen, why? Because he wants to make you holy. How do you think he sent his Holy Spirit in something not holy? He made you holy. He sent his Holy Spirit to live in you. Listen to me. Get a hold of this. You cannot have a Pentecost, Pentecost without a Passover. You can't have a Pentecost without a Passover. And you cannot have a tabernacle without a Pentecost. You do realize that you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. See, in tabernacles, we are the tabernacle. This housing the Holy Spirit because of the blood. God. Oh, my God. Can I just say something else to you? Listen to me. The, 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 the presence of God is not a place. The presence of God is in you. It goes when you go. It goes when you go. It goes when you go. Come on, people. we got to get a hold of this. You have been made holy. Some of you want your prayer language. I know. I've been there. And they say, oh, I can't get it. I'm not holy enough. You're negating the blood of Jesus. He's made you holy. He wants to fill you up with his spirit. Mm. God. Not just for you, so you can help other people. It's hard to help other people when you ain't got no power. Okay. Okay. Now listen. I'm, listen. I, okay. Check this out. Hold on. Thank you, Lord. You know what? Hold this. Up. Just, just unmute you. You see this right here? When I showed you all that, you know what that is? That's my righteousness. The Word of God says my righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. I can't take credit for nothing. But he get, oh my God. He gave us, hands down, he gave us his righteousness. When you preach this, people say, you can't preach that, Scott. People go do whatever they want to do. I said, well, they're going to do it anyhow. I'm going to be honest with you. I got a revelation that. I don't do what I used to do. 
I don't do what I used to do. I don't go the places I used to go. Because I've been set free by the blood of the Lamb. My, listen, my sins don't have a hold of me. The blood has a hold of me. My God. The last thing, it's not the last thing, but this is the last one I wrote down. <laughs> it says Romans 5, 9, it says we have been justified. Because, see, he was justified. Listen to me. The word justified is just if I'd never sinned. That's the way the Lord God sees us is through the blood. You go, wow, really? Yes, really. I'm telling you, really. I'm telling you this. That's the way he sees you. I don't, care. I don't even care what you're doing right now. And, you're, and you've accepted him, and, you know, and you've got the blood of Jesus in your life, right? Guess what? He said, just come to me. Just come to me. Come to me. For a long, long time in my life, I never, I couldn't understand how somebody could run boldly to the throne of grace. Because I know me. I know what I was doing. Am I the only one here? Help me out now. Come on now. How was I going to run boldly to the throne of grace? Then I read, read, read Hebrews 4. Read it. Write it down. Hebrews 4. Listen. When I got a revelation of the blood of Jesus, every time I'd blow it, I'd run to him. Because there was no fear because perfect love cast out fear. And so I started running to daddy. I started running to daddy. I started running to daddy. I, I said I started running to daddy. I started running to daddy. That's the only way you can run to the throne of grace boldly is by the blood of the lamb. Not in your own work, your own self-effort, and not trying to Keep all the rules. If you, you better be careful of that, and you'll get that cane spirit on you. You with me? Only, only the blood. Papa Dan talked about earlier about pleading the blood. I did this one time, and the lady came up to me after her. She said, "Whatever you do," she said, "you can't plead the blood." I said, "What?" And she said, "No, no, no, no. You don't ever beg for the blood." I said, "Ma'am, I'm not begging for the blood." She says, well, what are you doing then? I said, well, the word, the word plea is actually a legal term in the court of law. And it has to do when somebody accuses you. And you've got to plead your case. <laughs> I said, you've got to plead your case. Guess what case I plead? Nothing but the blood. <laughs> Nothing but the blood. The accuser, the accuser, the brother comes. He says, hey. I thought you were saved. Amen. I saw what you did last night. Yeah. Mm. All of a sudden, you start in condemnation. You say, no, 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 no. Let me plead the blood. Amen. Let me plead my case. It was done for me at the cross. And his name is Jesus. Listen to me. This is what the Bible says. I'm not making this up. Read it. I hope when you get a revelation of this, you start opening that. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. You know, when I, when I was getting ready for this right here, I, I never, ever, ever, ever do I not just get emotional. I can't help it. Because of how much he loves me and how much he loves you. You know, I was thinking about 
all the things and all the things that Jesus went through just to and, and you gotta realize something for thousands and thousands over a couple of a few hundred years I guess not thousands but th- there was types and shadows all through the Bible they would kill thousands of goats and bulls and all this because there's a lot of sin and that and, and the bulls goats and the lambs goats and they were killed they were only good for one year good for one year but God had a plan. He didn't send a bunch of bulls and goats and a lamb. He sent the lamb. Because he had you on his mind. That's what happened. Let me tell you something. When you think about that, he had this plan the whole time. He had this plan the whole time. Just to get you, just to get me <laughs> in relationship, in relationship with him. Jesus came to take care of your sins, restore fellowship back to the Father. When Jesus hung on that cross for the first time in the Gospels, he referred to God as God. He cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So you and I could cry out, my Father, my Father. That's what he did for us. It'll never happen if it weren't for the blood that he shed. Then he was so gracious enough to send his spirit (laughs) to live in you, to walk with you every day the rest of your life. Sobering, isn't it? Sobering. Sobering, isn't it, Rusty? Mm. Right now, I just want Holy Spirit to have His way. Abel's blood cried from the ground and had a voice. How greater is it that the blood of Jesus, the eternal Lamb and Son of God, His voice that cries out in heaven, the blood still speaks. And right now the Lord's speaking. The blood's speaking. The blood is saying mercy, mercy for you and I. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.